Homers podcast. Better late than never. It's Sunday. Um, you know, week three NFL is kicking underway as we speak. The Kansas City Chiefs going up against uh, the Chargers. And, you know, to be honest with you, couldn't be happier at in regards to the timing of it. You know, um, but before we get into the Homers pod with Rob, uh, myself, we have a couple of guests, my brother Randy. You know, a good friend of the pod, fellow Homer, and Brandon, just get some laundry done. So, as of late, you know, uh, the posts have been very sporadic with the Homer's pod. In particular, uh, that has to do with myself. My schedule hasn't been the greatest, as well as, um, as you may, uh, you know, maybe indicative of this recent episode, um, just certain things getting lost in translation. Um, in particular, you know, technical difficulties are, you know, are constant and things like this in particular for podcasting, um, you know, and working through Zoom oftentimes, you know, you're just going to have to figure out, uh, you know, how to basically get the files and make sure that the files are charted out. Unfortunately, for myself, oftentimes, um, given the storage in my computer and just, uh, you know, certain things of that nature gets lost. Um, so unfortunately we weren't able to get the, uh, NFL, um, portion of our podcast, you know, just going over the, our initial impressions of the NFL season, which by and large wasn't really that, you know, um, uh, you know, unpredictable, you know, John still suck, Jets still stuck. You know, you're going to probably hear a little bit more from uh, Rob in the next episode, but essentially, you know, we were just kind of going off on that. Shouts out to the Panthers for getting off on the hot start. Um, I'm going to shed a tear, pull one out for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, part of my fantasy team held it down for me for the first two weeks. 2 and so far. Hopefully it uh, continues. But, you know, in regards elsewhere in the, uh, in the uh, National Football League, of course, as mentioned, the Kansas City Chiefs, one and one, one of the powerhouses that you don't expect to, like, you just almost don't expect to lose any game, uh, just, uh, lost in week two to Lamar Jackson, who, for all intents and purposes, has been one of the more scrutinized quarterbacks, uh, in the NFL over the past two years, especially coming off of his MVP season, so it's a dope thing to see, um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's gonna be really interesting to see how everything pans out within the coming weeks but again we did get to you know uh from the stuff that we did get to capture we captured our WNBA on talk which you know we were highlighting uh you know the playoffs as at that point in time uh the Liberty did clinch a playoff spot unfortunately since they um they uh, have been eliminated in a crushing uh, one-point defeat. So, um, shouts out to their season, especially bounce back year after, you know, being one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in the WNBA um, last season. But we really more so talked about the promotion and uh, just kind of how to expand the interest in the WNBA as, you know, it's kind of been the little engine that could essentially um, since its infancy. So, um, you know, we're here for it. We're here for the WNBA. And we just kind of um, had a conversation that shed a light on that. And I think that we all brought great points to the table. So hopefully you guys are able to um, enjoy that. Um, and on the front of baseball, some AL East talk in particular, you know, between the Yankees and the Red Sox. Um, 
we got into some conversations, um, you know, a lot of them, some more discouraging than others, um, in particular with the Yankees, you know, squandering uh, their uh, trips against the Baltimore Orioles, their, their, their um, uh, series is between them. Uh, but as we speak, uh, the Yankees are pulling another rabbit out of a hat. You know, they just recently beat the Red Sox and Stanton pretty much just had the bomber of all FU bombers um, at Fenway Park uh, that, uh, you know, pretty much um, through social media, not necessarily through Rob, but through other uh, friends. Um, shout out to my boy Jordan. Um, much chagrin of uh, them just pulling up. And uh, rooting against the Yankees and seeing them do that thing. So, um, for me, I could say that uh, for the New York Yankees, you guys are really getting me in an emo- emotional roller coaster ride that I thought that I would expect from the Knicks this year. But um, it seems like you guys are doing that uh, just fine. Um, hopefully, we're able to uh, push all the way through. But uh, until then, we can always do nothing but speculate um, especially with the last week of the season on the horizon so um, for the rest of the pod hope you guys enjoy but for now a word from our sponsors some tea <laughs> some tea what are you Say that. Say that one more, Gary. What, what'd you say? I mean, what'd you say? For, say it for the people. I mean, I mean, say it for the people. I mean, you're not talking gonna... WNBA. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not saying back from our sponsors. So back from our local sponsors. A word back from our sponsors. Shout out to the anchor app. Randy, you were saying something in regards to WNBA promoting. Shouts out to the New York Liberty making uh, the 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 WNBA playoffs after pretty much being bottom feeders last year with. Uh, um, uh, Sabrina's injury, Tarrant Tarrant or ACL coming back, doing big things. Don't have to do the flashy triple doubles. It is what it is. But Randy, you did have a point in relation to the WNBA. Take it. All right, here's my point. Because, because like, I'm just gonna keep it quick. I don't want to keep it long with it. Yeah. Um, as long as I've watched the WNBA, WNBA, um, I always liked the fact that their season was always like short, but at the same time, like, I always wanted more especially from the starts that I used to like, because I started watching when, when we had Teaspoon, Vicky Johnson, Young Becky mm-hmm. Hammond, you know, Rebecca Lobo before she had the baby. Um, like that era, you know, that kind of like got me into watching. And then, of course, later on when, you know, the Storm, um, the Detroit Shock used to win championships around the same time. The Pistons were great in the Eastern Conference Finals every year. They need, to stay, they, need, they need more games. They need to keep their players domesticated, meaning that, you know, they need more games to keep their players, you know, uh, stateside. You know, it's great if they play overseas, you know, but at the same time, it takes away from their families most of the year. And the salaries, obviously, is more so in terms of marketing and, and in terms of what their value is as a league. But something does have to change, you know, because I'm pretty sure they want to stay more close to their families when the NBA season happens. And now when you see Chene, you know, Kumake on ESPN, you, you know she wants to be on that court at least longer, you know, than just being from, from May, late May to early to, to, early to mid-September. You know, I think they need more because I know they have a break when, you know, they go do USA stuff in terms of FIBA. They, they need more games. You know, I feel like they need to extend their season, expand, and, and, and the league grows and the amount of players come in. You know, I, I I would like to think that that revenue does grow as well because they have a lot of great talent there. So um, it's a disservice to the fact that they have to go overseas anyway to, to earn their name and earn their keep when, you know, they made their name domestically. What you guys think on that? 
Um, you know, it's funny. I've actually went down a YouTube rabbit hole on this. You know, you know, you just like up at night, you're trying to go to oh, bed. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I, let, let, me, let me pop open that phone real quick. See what's, see what's going on. So the thing is like they, they, it's simple math. Sure. You double the amount of games that they do, like give it half an NBA season, right? So you go from 20 to 41. Uh, and, and obviously more games means, means more revenue in terms of, uh, uh, seats, uh, you know, being sold throughout stadiums. Um, commercials right like when it's on espn2 or espn3 or stuff like that um but 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 you're right look at the end of the day like it's especially especially with with um basketball even in the nba because the nfl is pretty much on autopilot it's the king in, in sports in the u.s um and so that's it's easy it's pretty easy to do marketing there baseball is more of like a grassroots thing you know it's like you got to like sort of grow up in a household or stuff like that or like there's a, there's a specific reason why i follow and stuff like that it's just very We're, local it's not really right. national anymore yeah, yeah, right yeah. We'll, right what's we'll, we'll, we'll more local right where, where basketball a lot of its notoriety and growth yes it's because of nj and stuff like that but but it's, it's because of the marketing right like your marketing has to be like damn good and you have and those marketing dollars that you're spending needs to convert to to peak to butts in the seats um, and other revenue streams and other mediums that you're selling stuff to which it's easy to do for basketball club, basketball because they realize, okay, you try to try to sell the person. And there have been points in time in history, right. Where you're able to do that for the WNBA. Um, uh, uh, Cheryl Lisa Miller, Leslie, Lisa Leslie, Cheryl um, she, yeah, Cheryl Swoops. she had her own sneaker. You know? Right. And they're trying to do that with Sue Bird and stuff like that too. Um, I don't know why it's like not working because it's actually been decreasing like their profitability year over year. Yeah. You know, so they actually did a damn good job. So what the hell happened? Right. You know, it, yep, you, not, yeah. not to interject. Cause like when, 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 when I used to like watch heavy, like, you know, like I used to watch every team, like when it was the Charlotte Sting, the Miami soul, when they had, they gone now. Yeah. They're doing out the funk or they're into the Dallas wings or the, you know, the Vegas aces of the world. But I do think a lot of that decrease at the time kind of happened when like the NBA did hit a moot point at a time in terms of popularity. So when that kind of went down, like there was nothing to keep everything afloat. Once the Lisa Leslie's of the world retired, once those original golden girls of the time, because now, you know, they're, they're, they're much older. So they're the golden girls that started off the league when they retired, that star power kind of started diminishing. Even though you had Candace Parker, you had Lauren Jackson, you had all these great stars come in. Mm-hmm. Some apparent reason the popularity kind of decreased. You know, when, when some of those guys, you left. know, it's interesting. And like, uh, like shout out to St. John's for you know, uh, you know, being able to like offer certain classes to give some insight on it. I I studied I, for undergrad. I did sport management. Mm-hmm. Major minored in um, journalism. And uh, one of the classes we basically we we did a case study on this. And actually, the biggest thing and. It might upset us. I know it upset me, you know, hearing it was just um, the revenue that they were coming in, that was coming in. Because the initial run of the WNBA, they did pump the marketing, they pumped the advertising, they had it on, you know, ABC back when, you know, like, if you remember like that, well, of course you remember like how the layout was and all that stuff when it first just popped out in you know, 97, 98, around that time. And the biggest issue was, for all the money that they pumped out, apparently they didn't get it back. So it was a negative and they just pumped less and less money into it. I don't, the the, the thing is though, I feel like it's a disservice because now we live in a day and age where everything is digital. Everything is social, like social media, 
runs yeah. rampant. And like, you know, you got a Cheney, you got a Candace Parker on television, kind of indirectly promoting themselves while being on TV broadcasting. Well, yeah, Candace Parker takes Shaq to school every Tuesday. As a matter of fact. And, you know, that's that it is telling because now it, it tells me that if they were to try to pump it back, there's a probability that maybe it'll be better for them. But I think that the fact is, is that especially because the biggest the biggest uh, buyer on on the WNBA was Disney. And what and if Disney and if you fool Disney once, you ain't you ain't going to fool them again. So, like, if they were to give them that chance or another uh, another medium, maybe a CBS. I, I would think say it would be I, cool I, I, I would CD say I would say Turner, Turner or Fox Turner would to do take wonders. It over. Well, Fox so would do wonders. So, so, so done NBA disservice anyway, but yeah. Well, I mean, well, what, what I would say is, I mean, you have now all these streaming things, right? Yeah. Like that's probably your best bet because if you want, if you want to watch something, you can find it now, right? Yeah. It's a lot, and you can find cheaper space. Like, yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah, there's not gonna be like all these WNBA games on like ABC, like the NBA is, right? Like, finals isn't gonna be on ABC. You know what I mean? But like, you can find stuff with that. The problem is that if pe- most people if they want to watch basketball, they're going to put on the NBA. Like if there's a game on that's like, not everybody's going to be like me where they're a psychopath that has two TVs. And so like, Hey, like, you know, it's the NBA playoffs, but it's also the Liberty's tip off. Like I'll have one on each TV. It's fine. Like, and the laptop I'll enjoy both games. Cause I don't care. You know, you know what I mean? Like, mm. but most people, they don't, they don't have that and they don't do that. So like yeah. while there's like the opportunity, right? I don't know what the right way to push that is. I don't know if it's supposed to be the NBA going, hey, if you want to deal with us, ESPN, like better get, you know, us in the WNBA is a package deal. You better give give them whatever money that they need, just like you're giving us. Like, I don't know what exactly is the solution. Ouch. I mean. Well, check this out. So, so there's actually a few things interesting here. And then one very important thing that I don't think enough people speak about yeah. is it doesn't matter. It matters that they lose money. Yes. Um, it's, but it's important to know why they lose money. The product, there's only so, so much that you can do about the product that's on the floor. Right. Yeah. Uh, but there are ways to make it interesting, right. And using media storylines, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the, the, the other thing is, uh, People that are managing the WNBA, for example, versus people that are managing the NBA. I have a question. Who do you think smarter? The head of marketing for the NBA or the head of marketing for the WNBA? Just who do you think smarter? The answer is the, the head of marketing for the NBA, which is why he has that job. Are we sure? Because they market 100%. LeBron James weirdly a lot. Uh, fair, fair, <laughs> enough, fair, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, they, make, they make billions per year. So I know they do, but that I think, yeah, Something you're right. right. No, that person's, right. that person's smart. It's more the, whether it's a he or she, it doesn't matter. They're going to go to the opportunity that pays them more. It's like real life, for example, you know, yeah. are you going to be, you know, head of marketing at, at, uh, you know, a freaking largest hedge fund in the world or the, the person that's head of marketing at, you know, a company that's a startup of, of 10 people. Right. So, so that's, that's, that's another thing. When you talk about spending money, oh yeah, the MBA, just, just give them more money for marketing. Sure, double up their their marketing budget, but if it's still the same person running it, probably not a good idea. You know, I don't know about that. I I, I might have some pushback because there's always a certain ceiling that you have, especially like 
there's the biggest outlier. You know, we're all dudes. You know what I mean? And the biggest we're the majority of viewers, by the way. Females don't yeah. watch WNBA. Exactly. I was I was about to speak on that. And you know, just to base off of that, that kind of lends to the fact that we're not gonna give that much care to Rob's point about the product. So the less care we have for the product, like yeah, we could sit here, we could talk about it, right? But well, you, you know, but how well, then, how much how have we invested in the product? How much have we watched it? How much have we bought the jerseys, et cetera, et cetera? And because of that, like, and I'll give you an example. Like me, me and Rand, like we we do the wrestling podcast, backstage brawl, yada yada, yada right? So, Randy, you're like like the you know NXT, which is basically the developmental territory. We're watching right now. To of, be yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the developmental territory. It's actually going showing on right now, but um they can only do so much because no matter how popular they may get no matter how like it may be the cult favorite their money is working hand in hand with the head honcho you might say who's the director of marketing who's smarter the director of marketing for the WNBA and the nba but they both still work hand in hand adam silver still has a big fingerprint on the nba so if i were to be the commissioner of the NBA and I have to work hand in hand with this product that, you know, to be quite honest with you, it might be sexist to say, but it's like, nobody's going to really give a fuck about it compared to what we got. Right. I'm going to do, I'm going to basically think with that mentality without actually saying it. And that's just Mm -hmm. the reality. So it, 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 it might not be like, no matter what, like I could pull up to marketing, and have all the ideas similar to in, you know, as it pertains to wrestling, where I could be a head writer for the developmental territory and I could write the most perfect script and make it so that this character is so compelling that it rivals all of the people who've transcended past wrestling lore, like, you know, uh, the Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I could make that. But if the head honcho doesn't sign off on it, I'm fucked. And I think that, you know, that might be a variable variable too that we might have to analyze because, you know, how much freedom do they have? Like, you know? Yeah. I mean, two things I'd add just to also like pay attention, right, is, you know, you mentioned like, well, who's probably the better marketer? Is it the person with the, the NBA or the WNBA, right? I mean, you know, in order to get better people, you usually have to pay them more. And that's hard to do unless the NBA is going to just pay for that person because the revenue is just not there for the WNBA to do it themselves. Right. Unless you want to just, just straight up lose, like, like as a league, lose money, be like, we're just going to bite this bullet. But I mean, you also need to figure out like, Hey, what is our, what is our market? Right. Like, like, like who do we want to advertise to? Okay. Like, correct. Like, like, do we want to advertise to women? If that's not working, then, you know, who watches basketball? More? Well, if it's men, fine. Then we have to target, you know, fathers and grandfathers that have girls or, or granddaughters and have them do that and market to them and get them to be like, Hey, you know what, it, you know, whether, whether the NBA is on or, or on or not, like, you know, I could go, you know, pay, you know, 800 bucks to go to MSG and see LeBron James play, or I could pay more than a fraction of that, or well, even less than a fraction of that, whatever way it works. You get it. Nah, I got it. <laughs> Math. 
<laughs> Quick math. Whatever. Quick math was not my strong suit. Uh, neither was English. Similar. But Similar. <laughs> anyway, like, or, you know, you could pay nothing and go to a WNBA game. And, yeah. like, we've been there. We've been to, but me and Brandon have, have, have been to a number of them. Like, the atmosphere is actually a lot of fun. No, it really is fun. Like it's a it's a great family experience. And yeah. basically, like when when the Liberty used to be at MSG, they used to always do events to keep everything enthused. Yeah. And, and and mind you, when Jim Doan gave up the team, he never really wanted to give up the team. It's just the fact that because in terms of he wanted, he wanted to sell it out because concerts and everything else that he could sell in the summer was going to bring in a lot more money for him. Yeah, yeah that's, like, that's literally like, what it was. That was why he he moved them to Westchester and then sold them. Yeah, ended up selling them. Not that he wanted to, which is the fact that they weren't giving him an, 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 a reason to basically put put money into them. It's not their fault as well, because you know David Stern was also when he was alive and active within um, as a commissioner, did everything he could. And I thought it was on the uptick trend when Kobe, before he passed, spent that time, especially that season prior yeah. before his passing, he was pumping them really heavy, and that yeah, was an uptick trend. Yep. And then when that happened, and then obviously after the tragedy, and then COVID happened on top of that, it kind of like spiraled out in terms of like it went back to oh, mm-hmm. basically. If Kobe's daughter was in the WNBA, let's just say what we're all thinking. Like those, yeah. those are those are some of the things. Well, that no, you think I mean about, she right? was she was oh, going to be she, right. She she, she, she was going to be she she was on her way. Like they they had they had filed the trademark for Mamba right. and everything. Right. So what like, does that mean? It was that going means Kobe, to happen. Kobe's at every game, right? Like. You know what I mean? So like they, it sucks. You're right. Like in terms of like, we can talk about marketing and like customer segmentation, which is important because I do think they lack because I still don't think they know how to do that properly. Like, because yeah. I actually do marketing and like, let me tell you something, paying for a commercial and trying to get people versus direct to consumer are two different things. And one, you know where your money's come, like being spent and how much it costs you to acquire one customer versus yeah. me just saying, oh, I'm the VP of marketing and you gave me how many millions of dollars? I'm going to buy a commercial slot. But so- but but yeah, like like then there's yeah, that Shark other Tank thing. taught me that. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Shark yeah. Tank customer, customer acquisition costs, lifetime value. I bet you the WNBA right. doesn't know. Um <laughs> so yeah, it's like it, um, but anyway, yeah, like I think the WNBA in terms of just like a holistic, like organic growth, sorry, organic growth that they could have had there, shit. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So like do they market do they market INSQ? Like, why would you not? I mean, they. I mean, you should with a talent like you that. Should. You know? No, 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 no. Honestly, I think they tried. Her her rookie year, they tried. They tried. Last year, they tried she hard. Got hurt. That's she got what hurt. It was. They lamello balled her shit because we sucked, and she, she had a triple double. It was the front page, Sports Center, Bleacher. I remember, like back then, there was there was a pop. she had a game winner. I think just, in her first game. Exactly, right. But it's like she's and they were like, the "Yo, Kobe thing." Yeah, like, yeah. She, she like had... I don't like, like I don't know why you wouldn't. I don't know how you're marketing her, but you're clearly not doing it right. It was it. It's the consistency factor with it too. So like, I, I, I do. I feel like there's they have it, but then they don't. So so it it's it it's inconsistent. I will say though, um, you know, credit to another thing because you did bring up David Stern, Andy. A good thing to kind of properly ingratiate uh, males uh, into WNBA culture as a whole, what was good about it was, um, remember the Shooting Stars Challenge? Mm. That, 
With that, that was the one where they'd have they'd have the old player, the current player, the WNBA player. That yeah, was, that was the greatest way to subtly sprinkle in. All right, here's the past of the NBA. Here's the history that you failed with. Because I mean, you know, either at that point in time, we're all either millennials, Gen Zers, baby as babies, whatever the case may be. But you're just like, all right, who's Allen Houston? Then you read up Allen Houston. Who's uh yeah and, and of course Tina, I know who Mello is. Tina, Tina and then Thompson. there's Tina Charles. Tina Charles and when you was Tina Thompson. And then you know, okay. yeah, yeah. And then mm-hmm. and then when Becky Hammond sadly went to sadly went to San Antonio. We, we ain't got to talk about that. But when you know you had you had her, I think it was Tony Parker one year because he was in the skills challenge. And then there was like George Gervin, right? It taught mm-hmm. you certain things inherently to say, hey, maybe I should. Like, they're bigging up these guys. Maybe I should think because this person is like, yo, I can't believe I'm seeing this guy. And if you're and if you're in high, like, if, if you are cool with the person, you're going to want to basically want to have the knowledge that they want to have. And then you're like, I, 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 I do. I also do think that because of the, out, the, the way women's sports and, and females have had bigger roles in the NBA, I think that should help, too. So especially when pop eventually does decide to say, all right. I'm done. Yeah, Becky, pull up. Becky's going to be the first person <laughs> out of that crop. Pull and remember, up. she's a WNBA alum who spent the better half of 14, 15 years plus in the WNBA between as a, as a starting point guard off the bench between two different franchises. Where in San Antonio, she was more decorated because she won more there, unfortunately, for, 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 for Liberty fans. But she was able to basically have a staple. And from that, her reputation led her to the seat right next to one of the best coaches of the modern era. And that's including Phil Jackson. That's, an, that's, that's another story. Yeah. But because of that, her success was able to lead her there. And she's also a summer league champion based off that. So she has pedigree and she's earned the right, not because she's a woman and she was participating in WNBA, but because she legit knows her shit. And, and, and because of the fact that she came for the WNBA cloth, that should be something to say, hmm, if she came from the WNBA cloth and is leading men, sorry. No, we good, we good. And, 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 is, and is leading men into the next level as basketball players, that should be enough. Like, that, like that should be enough to say, okay, like, okay, if she comes from that, that cloth, Shanae is on ESPN with her own club, <laughs> Candace is on NBA T, uh, TNT, you know, every Tuesday, you know, with, with, with Adam Lefko, that should be that should be something that should give you at least a little bit of an interest. And of course, you got to bring back the shooting stars because it's been an element yeah. that's missing. I will I will say real real quick because um, like it's, it's awesome me talking about it, but you know we do we I do want to I do want to get to the wild card shit talking, but um I will say because you didn't mention the schedule um, and how like you know. Uh, trying to expand it. I think it's interesting because how the WNBA is constructed now, enhancing the schedule or expanding the schedule, just keeping people domestic will, like, I mean, it's a stupid thing to say, an obvious thing to say, but the reasoning is unique, is it'll make the quality of the basketball a lot better. And the reason why I say that is um, there takes a lot, like broadcasting, as myself and Rob have had firsthand experience rob you know consistently you know to this day shout out dan patrick knows broadcasting and you know perfect like professional athletics it's two completely different professions and it needs 
the you know equal amount of dedication needs the equal amount of you know determination amount of pedigree etc cetera, etc cetera. um jokingly randy you like you hit me up about the jj reddick podcast like you know and him retiring and it kind of enhances the fact that when you get in an element you can't put all your stock into it and if you see like you know how chanae has played with her sister on, on, on the sparks like i mean they haven't played too well you know the talent that she's that she like she can be you know the talent that she can be but you know like they haven't like at least in, in recent years, especially since she's been like, you know, a fixture on ESPN. Um, like I haven't seen, I haven't seen like the Sparks be the Sparks, you know, that I know them to be as. And I don't like, it's weird because I don't hold that against her because I know she has so much interests outside of basketball. Similar to how Candace Parker, although she was still doing work and she's, you know, still all WNBA, you know, but you know that there's, there's more in that tank. You know, so I feel like in a weird way, like giving them more of that will kind of outlie, though, you know, it's nice to see them out and, 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 and having that um, publicity, brushing shoulders with them, uh, just seeing them more on the floor as opposed to behind the camera um, will be nice to see. For, for a final point, because I know JJ has to go to, you know, I know you guys have to talk about the wild card. Let's go Yankees. Um, but um but um, I, the only reason why I bring that up in terms of as an idea to expand the season, at least, like you said, 41 games, if that, is because basketball at, at its best is usually a 12-month thing. And then, of course, now, you, you, know, you don't just, especially domestically, globally, it's, it's, a, it's a year-round thing. Between EuroLeague and, and Eurobasket and, and FIBA, it's a year-round thing. And, of course, with the big three that Ice Cube does within the summertime, it's a huge thing. You know, so it, 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 it never stops. Especially when the drop-off between the NBA season, the summer league, there's usually just free agent talk. It's usually a dead space between them. And for the WNBA, they go on a three-week they go on a three-week break. Every for the last what, decade, they've gone on a three-week break. That that that's that that space. That space, like you can occupy so much of that space with extra games, keeping them domestically. So by the time you get to right where we are, September and October, you you can now get more interest because the fact that you have so many less games at that it doesn't give you enough of a general interest to, to watch all the time because like you're not on TV all the time. You know your season is short, and then of course your playoff games are relatively short. You have single elimination for the first two rounds until you reach the semifinals. It's a five game series. Before that, it's just this is done. Right. That can also segue into where the players, when they come back to training camp, they don't have to, you know, fans don't have to worry about the drop over between the finals that ended in June to the draft, to the summer league. And then when the WNBA season really gets in the full swing and they don't take that break, they're able to have that continuous stream of momentum. So by the time the players for the NBA get to training camp, that momentum doesn't stop. The interest is still there. You're not waiting for a made up story on ESPN that's on a spin cycle for 12 hours. That's like 15 minutes long. And you're just talking about dead space. Instead, you can have actual content. We can break down. Oh, Sabrina Nescu had a bad game where she shot nine of 27 from the field and literally lose a tough game. What can she do to kind of propel this team to be a contender every single year? Sorry, I keep hitting the camera. <laughs> so 
you want to have at least credible debates or credible criticisms of players that are not even associated with the NBA so that you can you, you don't exhaust having a LeBron story or the topic of today. Ben Simmons being a bitch. Listen, we ain't got to. But we ain't got to. No, 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 no,
Wild card? Ironically enough. Wild ironically card. Enough, a, 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 former, a former Bostonian. Speaking of wild card, and, you know, I last time I spoke to you, Brandon, we were just trying to figure out what, what to make of this, uh, of the Yankees. And we were just like, yo, the, of course, like the analytics just kind of get us high and low and they, you know, they, they get us mad at our, 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 our players. You know, we like, yo, man, is this guy's fault? Is that guy's fault? You know, Torres, Sanchez, I'm going after everyone, right? Boom. And, you know, a little bit after that time, they went on this huge ass win streak. And we just like, oh, well, all right. Well, now it's our expect, like regular expectations are had. And then they go on a, a crucial losing streak. And now you're basically up and down, up and down. And as we see it, Boston's chilling. Game and a half. Knock on wood. Don't jinx us. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, hey, listen, where where are we at? Where are we at at this point? Like, what what is our what is our what vibe? are the standings? Yeah. Because I, I have been so superstitious since we started playing well and everybody came back from COVID that I refuse to look at the standings. You guys, you guys are basically owning the wild card game and half. No, I'm talking about the games. I understand that we're in first for the wild card, right? Yeah. What are the games between us, the Blue Jays, you guys? Game and a half. You know, Oakland, no. Seattle, whoever the hell else is there. Oh. What's the game breakdown? Game and a half. It's a game. Uh, the Red Sox are a game and a half up on the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry, on the Blue Jays. And then the Blue Jays we'll are a half the game up. Card. Right. The Blue Jays are half what? the game up. The two games back. Of the first wild card. Yeah. Nah, it's a game and, and a half. half a game he... back of Toronto. Yes. And then who's... Two games back, Oakland. Oakland's two games back of the Yankees. Yeah, you I guys think. are two full games up on us. Yeah, you got 86-65, we're 84-67. And um, we see y'all soon. <sighs> I mean, look, this is what I'll say, okay? Yeah. When you looked at... Because I was looking at the schedule about a week ago, right? To see like the last like whatever it was, like five series that you that we all had to play, right? Mm-hmm. We pretty much record-wise had the easiest way to finish out the year. Okay. Which frankly for us was good because we got on that, you know, we hit that shit streak, and then half the team got COVID, which didn't help things. But towards the end of the COVID thing, the team got back up on an upswing just in time for the easy schedule, right? And then Toronto's probably – I don't know. Would you say Toronto's schedule was easier than the Yankees or no? No, I don't think so. I don't think so, right? Because we played the Orioles recently. I'm not sure if the Orioles in there. We had two series against the Orioles and fucked both of them. Wait, 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 Brandon. Brandon, I I know you don't – Well, the main thing that the Yankees have, right, is that while we only play you guys – and luckily, we play you at we we play you at home, okay. And Toronto plays you guys at home. You guys get to play both of us, right? So while right. the ball is still in your court, you guys pretty much no offense, you fucked up. Uh, well, the team fucked up the easy part of the of the end of their season because now they've got the Rangers, us, uh, Toronto, and then Tampa Bay, who may or may not be resting people. I, I don't know what their starting pitching is because they seem to just do openers. Yeah. Uh, so do they really need to like mix and match mat- matchups to get like your ace to a certain, to start a certain game? Like I have no idea. Plus 
They're the Rays. They're little pricks. Okay. They would totally be the ones because they did this. They did this to us in 2011. Okay. Where it's, hey, you know what? If we do this, we knock them out. Fuck them. Let's do it. Okay. Could totally see them doing that. Right. So I'm not even going to say that that's going to be a gimme series. Okay. But you guys fucked up against Cleveland and the Orioles so bad that you have now, while the ball is still in your court, because you have three games against us and three games against Toronto, all six games are on the road. And you essentially, in order to base off the hole that you dug yourselves into, okay, you have to like win out. Otherwise, it makes no difference. Yeah. Is essentially what has to happen against us. I just remember the most legendary, like on the way to work, the most legendary, like angry soliloquy from Michael K just torching them. They're like, of all the teams, so essentially pretty much you guys are 11 and 8 against the Orioles. Yeah. How that I don't know how. I don't know how he, that was that was he said that. It I listened like to that five one. straight. Oh, minutes. I listened like, to that one. Yo, he probably would have gotten fired. Bro, because I wish I wish he was in the call listening. I was like, yo, listen, motherfucker. Like somebody got on the phone and was like trying to defend, like trying to save face. He was like, yo, listen, listen, you know, ain't boom, ain't on boom. We were just saying that Boone is probably one of the best coaches in the league when during the win streak. And he's just like, get the fuck out of here. He didn't say it. But he not so many words. He said it, and I was just like, "Hey, no, man, no, no. motherfucker, appreciate it right now." <laughs> He's reaching dogs. I, I I went to work late that day simply just to hear the rest of the rant. It was it was that nobody. I mean, nobody, I mean, yeah. you guys, you guys. I still look. I still think that you guys can make it. I'm not counting you out. Because I've seen that team make, you know, go on too many hot and cold streaks. Same with my own team to possibly count you guys out or say that we haven't wrapped up. I'm not fucking comfortable playing the Mets tonight. I swear to God. We better, oh, we better be fucking beating their ass. Ah, the Mets. Oh, you're not. You're not. <laughs> Bottom of the fourth. <laughs> Puerto Rico. So this is my Mets hat for, for, the, uh, for the infield for the Mets. So, I mean, <laughs> like, we're not out of it yet. I do, like... Like I'm not comfortable, you know what I mean. But fourth two zip. But yeah, I'd yeah. rather be. I, I will. I would rather be in my position than yours. Yeah. Duh. Rather be, rather but, be in the race position, but yeah, yeah. No, right. Of course. Look. Um. Yeah. yeah we, we were in the race position, and then we choked it away. So. And how I call classic. Um, no, it was because I remember it was before. Maybe it was during the winning streak ride. I remember that first, like that first place was was a little close. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think every real baseball fit like it's pretty obvious. Um, you know, uh, we fucked up, right? And it's like you're we're actually not beating a dead horse. We have every right because we're we're that fucking angry as Yankee fans or just as baseball fans to be like, how stupid are you? Like, seriously, I I, I really do feel that way. Um, so I'm I'm gonna fast forward between all that, like just between all that anger. Also, low-key, I am also mad that. The Mets have a, a, an up the middle infield of Francisco Lindor and Javi Baez, like my fucking yeah. dream. Uh, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm gonna talk about fucking up. Uh, yeah. Jesus Christ! Mm. Um, <laughs> I thought your dream was Derek Jeter and Derek Jeter up the middle. I mean, that would be actually it would be all nine. Wait, 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 wait. But, 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 um. So 
I'm going to skip all the anger and stuff like that. And just like, where are we at now? Right. Like what's going to happen? Like, like moving forward and stuff. Uh, it's not going to be easy. Um, especially because Texas, I mean, yeah, hopefully we can take care of business here. Uh, Boston, those games still matter to them. Right. Uh, Toronto. I'm going to say this right now. Not only did Toronto fuck us up recently and they, and they swept our asses, even with everybody healthy. I think, I think our pitching overall is comparable. If you wanna, if you wanna say we have an edge in the bullpen, I don't even think because of talent, but maybe because of the way we manage the bullpen. As far as I right. Yeah. Well, I don't trust Chapman. I'll, I'll fucking tell you that. And Shane Green in certain spots, but but it's the way that we use them, especially not Chapman. I, th- I, just, I Chapman honestly rem- reminds me of Papel Bum at this point. But but uh, sh- the way we That's use fairly Shane Green, accurate. I'm not you, gonna thank lie. You. Thank you. Um, so and then Shane Green, the way we Papel use Bum him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so is Chapman. Uh, I mean, geez. So, but I oh. think the starting pitching outside of Garrett Cole is comparable. By the way, like, like I don't think the starting pitching separates us at all outside of Cole. Um, and their offense is better than ours, not only by a little, I think by a lot. Oh, uh, by Lance, Vladdy Jr. is 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 scary. Right. Yeah. I mean, Platana. I, you like for you, you guys finish finish what we need about the wild card. But I have a question. Yeah. So, so fast forward, off. Yeah. I don't, maybe because it's classic Yankees, Boston. One of the things about Yankees, Boston, is like, you can take math out the window and stuff like that. Cause like you could have one team one year. That's just really shitty, but just because the natural rivalry players take yep. to it and stuff like that. And like, who the fuck knows what's going to happen. It's like a, it's yep. like a football game, any given Sunday, but with Toronto and Tampa Bay to Bobby's point, I can totally see them doing that home opener shit again. They're not going to sit people. Um, and then as far as Toronto, I, I mean, I don't feel good about it at all. I'm going to tell you about that right now. I think, I think we get swept. I mean, even the, even the game that it's cold a pitches team that's playing with house money. Yeah. They even, have even, nothing to lose Yeah, and they have no pressure. Who the fuck, who the fuck cares about Toronto? The entire media is like Drake. Yankees. You've been on that. You've been knocking on that door for how many years since bang, bang with the Astros, you guys, it's four years. Yep. Where's the World Series appearance? Actually, there's one thing I have to say about that, which really fucking pisses me off about the trash can thing. Yeah. Um, oh, because you guys are whistling? No, 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 no. Not the, oh, please. That's, that's, that's like so dumb. Because you can whistle if you're stealing signs the right way. It's fine. Like that's, that's dumb. And we all agree upon it. The that. right way, yes. Right, the right way. Exactly. Yeah, you don't have tablets and shit, you know, up in that bitch. So there's one thing that pisses me off about the whole tra- trash can gate and stuff like that. So it happened like four years ago, sure. But when, when the reports and stuff came out, it was recent. It was specifically in line with COVID. So that means all of that pent up energy that would have been in the stadium day one from like fresh of this off the presses of this happening, we're all sitting at home. We're all sitting at home. And, and, and the Astros get to, get to play a majority of the season safe. Safe from fucking fa- yeah. from, a, from, a, from a fan base of 40,000 in the Bronx. That was 2020. They didn't make the World Series anyway. And then, I, and then the fans all got them to open this year. I know, I know. But I'm just saying like still like just like, like that. Like everybody little- went into their house pissed off then got more pissed off by covid yeah no no but i'm just saying like that lag really pissed me off because i feel like like the fervor there was just a little bit different like it was put on ice a little bit just because of that so that's that, that's just a side note that that really pissed me off i feel the saltiness yeah but anyway that's that's my thoughts on i'm not feeling good about closing out uh, this this wild card huh rob what's the question then all right it might sound blasphemous oh. and i'm not saying but you have, you have to at least give it some thought, okay? Now, I know we all hate MVP shit because what the fuck does that mean? Because it changes based on whatever narrative. 
So here's a narrative, okay? Because he's very close. Let's say Vlad Jr. wins the Triple Crown and the Blue Jays win, win you know, make, make the wild card game. And Shohei Otani once again goes home with the Angels in like fifth place because they suck. Who's yeah, well, I mean, who's MVP? We're going to give it to Otani because they. Give I it know to- they're going to get no. I don't. No matter what happens, it's going to Otani because he's doing shit that we haven't seen since Babe Ruth, right? Exactly. In terms of home runs and also pitching, right? And he's pitched well, and like the war is crazy, right? But I just throw that out there because. You know, the whole, you know, like winning matters. I know that it's not all like in baseball, especially like one player can't do anything. It's not like football where there are certain positions where one player can do a lot, especially QB and in basketball, one player will always do a lot. Right. But if you have a team, but if you have a team that I understand, you know, pitches and hits, and, you know, but his average isn't there. He would have less home runs. And even though he's got the pitching, they're they're very good, but not like ridiculous numbers, right? It's like a 3-3 ERA. It's very impressive, very good. And we understand why, because like he's got to take time and batting cage and whatever else. It's not all just like pitches where he could just go full throttle on one, one side of the ball, right? Mm-hmm. But if you have a player who... Because we know how rare a triple crown is. If he does that, because last I checked, I don't know if that's still the case, but last I checked, like, on, I think, Sunday, he was leading in average and leading in home runs and top five in RBIs. Yeah. I saw that. And if you make the playoffs when people expected Toronto at best to be, like, what, 83 wins? Everyone said, eh, the pitching's kind of suspect. Not a good bullpen. Their hitters are all young. We don't know if they're ready to win yet. Yankees are they're a in a hard division. The Yankees and, and, and you know, the Yankees and, and Tampa Bay are going to run away with it. The Red Sox, you know, might be there. No one thought anything of them, right? Like I understand, I understand what the whole story of this year is, which is Otani, and I don't want to take anything away from him because it's not his fault that his team sucks, but his team sucks. That's not Vlad's fault. Yeah, I've I've seen like I've seen recent, uh, you know, in recent games, especially in particular, they've been promoting it between the Yankees and Mets games simultaneously. You go to the bars every Sunday and you check it out, and I've been seeing like. They've been pumping that narrative already. To be, if, if we're being honest with you, the triple crown narrative. So Have like, they really? I, I could, I could see that happening. Like, you'll be in the middle of the broadcast, and it's like, you know, coming up on the schedule, and it'll be a whole piece on a dude who's not even in the stadium. <laughs> like, and I'm just like, oh, they, they. I mean, I know he that dude, but they, they prepping it like you know, it's, it's freaking. Like uh, the the week from hell in 09 with the Knicks, like the next time when we see when we when we see this homie, he gonna like rattle off a bunch of runs, like ah, you know. So I mean, I I've I've seen the narrative start start to pop up. So I mean, I wouldn't put it past. I wouldn't put it past, especially nowadays. Well, I'm sure Domingo Herman when he goes up against the Yankees will help uh, pad those triple crown stats. 
So, uh, here, actually, here's my point, uh, which, which I actually think is, is pretty bad. If you win a triple crown, right? So he's got the triple crown thing going for him and, and the stats. Otani has, has the stats on in terms of playing, in terms of playing both sides of the ball and then, and then areas of playing both sides of the ball where he's doing well. He's not doing well all around and playing in, in, right? Like we can all agree upon that. It's, it's certain areas which still make you successful overall. Right, yeah. offensive and, and pitching. Okay, Vlad's uh, when when Otani plays like outside of pitching, he's DH. He's not playing the field. Yeah. Okay, v- Vladdy's playing the field. The other thing to note, the final thing to note, which Otani can't control, but guess what? That doesn't matter. Is the fact that he's performing in games that matter. He's having a positive impact on his team um, in games that matter. Here's 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 my question to you guys, and maybe it's fair not to to talk about that, but it is important. Because again, the triple crown piece, I think, I think is important. It's good enough to help him with the with regards to Otani being successful on both sides of the ball. Well, because you is, have to do something like it has to be historical, right? right? Exactly. Because exactly. someone's doing something that's like historical. You right. know what I mean? You're not gonna you're like he's doing something you're not historical take that from him. You know what I mean? He's doing something historical in important games. Yeah. Right. No, but I'm okay. saying I'm saying like like in order to. Like what Otani is doing is, is essentially unprecedented, right? It hasn't been right, seen right. like a hundred years. It hasn't been seen since since Babe Ruth played for the Red Sox, right? Yep. So in order, it like in order to, it's just like with with Westbrook with Oscar Robertson, right? When he was going to average a triple double for the first time, which no one thought could be done. You know, you had all the LeBron sexuals like, well, he could do it if he wanted to. All right, well, if he wanted to do it, then why didn't he do it? Like, okay, no, he because he couldn't do it. So fuck yeah. him. But anyway, like in order to do something that's unprecedented. You got to tell Stephen Adams order, move out the way so you can grab the it, rebound. Yeah, man. <laughs> so no, no, man right. gets paid. Well, like, in, order, in order, <laughs> like in order, like in like like if he's if 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 he's gonna get the MVP because of you know that narrative and he has that storyline because he's doing something unprecedented. Right. You have to do something almost as unprecedented, which is yeah. triple crown, which is what what, what it's it was Yastrzemski and. Miguel Cabrera, the last yes, fifty two. years. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, you're you, right. And and both times they did it, their team, their team made the playoffs. Right. So with Otani, obviously, if, if Otani, we're just going to randomly throw it out there. If he was yeah. vying for a Cy Young right now or a Triple Crown, oh my God, what if he did both one year? Um, <laughs> then then I think he can unseat Babe Ruth as like the best baseball player uh, with like seven years. Um, but with um, with Otani not vying for either of those things, nothing offensively or nothing like pitching wise, um, but both in tandem for the MVP, but not playing in important games. Here's my question. Do you think Otani has that performance offensively and on the mound in games that matter if his team was in a playoff race? I'm going to say this. I don't think so. Well, I don't, I mean, I don't know because see, it's already hard, right? When you break it down with the amount of time where if you're just doing either hitting slash fielding, or you're just pitching, right? All your attention's there, and he can't do that. So just the fact that he's essentially, like, you know, for lack of a better term, above average with both of those is just already impressive. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, I know me and you, because we've talked about this for years, okay? With war, is just overrated, right? But, like, he is – he is leading in war. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, I, I don't know. 
I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what I'd vote for, but I'm always one of those where the winning fucking matters. Like it does. Maybe that's because I don't get to see it a lot because most of my teams suck all the time, but the winning matters. Like in recent history, in recent history, it's picking up. It's picking up. Let's not. No, like outside of the Red Sox, who still just seem to just hate their fan base and send, you know, the second coming of Willie Mays, who Let's gives just... signed bats to oh, fans because they're oh, nice enough to throw oh, a baseball on no. guy, a guy's Kobe. first career home run back, like whatever. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Fuck this guy. We're gonna Sally dump him. You know, like the rest of my teams have. Oh, shout out to Vets, man. Tell him about tell him about John Lester, Robbie. Tell him about John Lester. Two hundred wins. <laughs> <laughs> In St. Louis, oh, <laughs> I, was, I will always, I will always love John Lester. I was, I, 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 I love it. I love it. And but yeah, that, like to me, like winning is so important. Like I don't know because this year is so weird with Otani, hmm. where I go. But winning fucking matters. You know what I mean? Like if it's gonna be stuck with one of these things where it's like Harden had a ridiculously historic offensive year, but like. Steph Curry's year was insane. Like it might suck, but so be it. But it would, it would definitely suck either way to have if Vlad Jr. I almost would not want Vlad Jr. to take the lead in RBIs just to make it easier, right? Because if he wins a triple crown and doesn't win MVP and they make the playoffs, that'll suck. If he wins MVP and Shohei Otani, you know, and because you don't know how long that's this can hold up, you don't know however many other chances he can get, right? And you missed that, like, like he did something, like, unprecedented and doesn't win it. Like, that would also suck. So. There it goes. Yeah. There it goes. Well, guys, it's been, it's, it's been good. You know what I mean? A, a, a nice little, nice little W. Well, not little, but, you know, some WN, WNBA anecdotes. You know what I mean? Talk about some wild card talks. Um, we'll get in, we'll get in some predictions next week, you know, as it pertains to, you know, uh, 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 just like how, how do we see the, the season? Cause it's, it's coming close. It's coming close. We, we, we almost did. We damn near did. Training camp is next week. Oh, oh for, 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 for every preseason game, every preseason okay. game. We out there. We out there. Yo, man, we, we, we have to, we have to, we have hey, to man, open practice. I'm going to open practice. We have to open practice. I got to go to open no, practice. Okay. open practice. Yo, we out, we out. Kemba, Yo, Rob. Kemba, Kemba. <laughs> we got to link I, it up, I, I man. Got, I got to see Kemba. I got to see B-Rose. I got to see my boys. Yeah, man. Listen, listen, the only, the only th- things that I've, I've heard in regards to the Knicks is just kind of like how they've been playing in 2K. So I need to see it play out in a live they, they, action. They gave us an 83 in 2K. I was like, I was like yo, dog. Okay. What they rate Kemba? 83? 84? 83. 83. They, we 83. have a 90 overall in 2K. That's disgustingly nice. Julius Randle? Uh, he like he, 80. He's, he's at 80. He's 87. Yeah. Yeah, but, but if you start the season, you know, like, come on, say, plus two, plus two, you know. Plus two. They, they, season they, mode. They, 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 oh, well, I can't wait to see RJ get, like, a plus, like, eight. That's what I'm trying, Hopefully. To, I'm trying to say, bro. Yo, they put Ty, they put Tyrese Halliburton over RJ. That's, 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 that's a joke. Like, Don't even get me started with that list, listen, okay? Listen, we'll get into basketball. We'll get into basketball. We'll get into that. Everyone's we'll foaming at the mouth. Next week, they still have another 50 players I'm, I'm to go ready. through, but that's fine. You know what? Anthony Edwards can be ranked 50, 52nd 
best player in the league this year, and RJ's not even in the top 100, fine. Whatever. Yep. Whatever. Shout out to my boy, Miles McBride. That's fine. Shout out. That's fine. Shout out. Deuce, deuce. Shout out, deuce, deuce. Yep. All shout right. out. Shout out Mitchell Robinson being 280. And that's, yo, that's all I got. Let's hope he can still I, move. I, yo, to I just stay you. healthy. I don't know I, how he's going to move, though. No, I think stop that'll getting, help him. Listen, stop it, getting Curtis Grandison injuries, okay? And just be fucking healthy. He'll stop biting yeah. on pump fakes, though. He's too heavy. He's not going to be moving. Yeah, he can't jump. Yeah, yeah. He can't jump. He can't, he can't bite on pump fakes. Throw, throw your big shoulders and your elbows around. Be Dwight yeah. Howard. Right, that's all we need. I mean, I mean, we, 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 give me, give me 2008 Dwight Howard. I'm good. I'm good. Hell, I'll, t- I'll take bubble Dwight Howard. No, 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 no. I don't know. I'd rather take. Mitch, Mitch, he'll also Mitch, be cheaper. Mitch was solid. I, I don't know, Mitch. Mitch dropped like 25 and 25 on ATL, like not one and a half year ago. Like, yeah, yeah let's see. Uh, oh God, I'm blanking on the, the center's name for Atlanta. Clint Capella, talk all that shit again. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's basically a bigger wingspan than you make yeah, this man. bitch. Rob, mm. yeah. Bitch, my yeah, nah, listen. Ain't no Nerlens Noel. I love Nerlens Noel. I want shout that out. game back so bad. Yup, yup. I can't. Don't want that series. Run that back, man. That's one game. We getting it Christmas Day. I'm I'm looking past Boston in the first game. I want I'm going to that game Christmas. I'm going to the I'm going to the Bulls game on the second December. Oh, nice. But I want that Christmas game, and I will be watching. I want revenge. Wait, 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 wait. You know what? Crazy, way too soon prediction. Is there a fight? Oh, there's gonna be altercation. And I'll, and I'll can't. Oh, the, all right. There's okay. gonna be altercation. All right. All right. No, it's, no, 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 no. Not. And it's probably no. gonna be between Mitch and Clint Capella or John. No, no, no. We gotta use Kevin Knox's forehead to do some damage to Trey. Yeah. <laughs> like, like no fighting. I don't need a. I don't need a, a mouse at the palace. A, 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 you know. Whatever it would be. I'm not going to rumble in the garden. There's a little scuffle. Julius Randle gets a foul. Julius Randle gets a foul. He talks his shit. You know, John Collins comes up to him. And then Julius just whispers in his ear, I got the max, bitch. And then, like, they just kind of, you know, do their own thing. Like, No, I don't need need my winning team to be suspended. You don't want to play down to their level. I respect no. you. No, if we want it, listen. I want blood. I'm petty. I want blood. Listen, you want to, hey, listen I, heard, I heard Lance Stevenson wants to come back. If you want to sign him just to have him fight someone for a game, let hey. him get suspended. Nobody else. Fine by me. Hey. Do some stupid shit like that. Hey, man, get hip check one time, listen, man. We got Taj Gibson. Get, you know what I mean? You know, the OG just... Do the Udonis has you know Udonis has the only minute he played this year was for a fight. <laughs> we need that for time. He's still getting paid. That for time. He retired. But man. on that note, I know it's nighttime. I know everybody got to get up in the morning early. Yep. Brandon, I don't even know what the hell time's on you in because you're always around out there, out and about. But I know you out there representing PR, representing the Mets. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, right. Just the Puerto Ricans so, on the Mets. Uh, <laughs> That, no, no, we represent today because, you know, 2-0, bottom of four. I actually, I need to check the score before we leave. Hold on. Let me check the score. Hey, guys, doing? I think it's up 1-3. I mean, all the Red Sox came back. The Red Sox came back. Bottom fifth, 2-2. Two, two. It's tied up. All right. All right. Y'all good. Sad part about it is they can still catch their wild card. They want Y'all to. good. Y'all good. That being said, Rob, Brandon, it's been a pleasure. Randy, let's call it a night, man. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thanks, y'all.